Hey dreamers, today I'm talking with Azuka Zook who is making his dreams come true by helping uh, well helping others make positive changes in their lives. Welcome to the show, Azuka. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you for having me here. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, so for those that don't know, Azuka and I uh, got to know each other over this past weekend, but when this comes out, it'll be about three months out. So uh, I was at the Kittypreneur weekend to do an opening uh, keynote speech, and Azuka was there uh, because he, well, he, he was, uh, you were a panelist, weren't you, yes, the day before? Yes, yes. I was a panelist the previous day at the event. How, how was your experience as being a, a panelist at the Kittypreneur weekend? It was an exciting experience, something that will live in me for a very, very long time. You know, being on stage with my co-panelists, you know, receiving questions from people on how to take their game of entrepreneurship to the next level, what to do to make their business flourish, what to do to attract the right customers to their business to take their game to the next level. It was an, a, very, a very exciting experience. And like I said, I loved it and I would do it again and again. Oh, that's awesome! I wish I could have been there for it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there on that on that Saturday. But um, definitely looking forward to to next year's event for sure. So, Azuka, why don't you give some background about yourself? Awesome, thank you. Azuka Zoo grew up in Nigeria, West Africa, under the guidance of my very strict disciplinarian parents, especially my mother. She was all over the place, all over me. She will always tell me that I will train you in such a way that you become very successful in life, determined and focused to achieve the dreams you want. To me, growing up was a kind of, it was kind, it's a kind of tough because we didn't have so much growing up in Nigeria, West Africa. But my mother instilled in me the idea that whether you are rich or poor or average, you make out of your life what you want it to be. I went to primary school in Nigeria, West Africa. Um, Saturdays was days designated for farm work. Like I said, we didn't have much. So I would always accompany mom to the farm to cultivate all kinds of products, you know, which we harvest at harvesting time and transport to the market to be sold for my school fees. Mom was always there. You know, from there I moved on to high school where teachers can whip you silly for getting the wrong answer to the question. It was a different ball game growing up in West Africa, Nigeria. Then I graduated primary school, went to the University of Nigeria for higher education, which was also tough. But to me, now I'm beginning to understand it was a way of disciplining me, getting me ready for what I'm doing right now in the United States of America. University was difficult, but I made it through. But while in the university, I was always believing in myself based on the principles my mother handed down to me, believing in myself, working hard, having this mindset that you can achieve whatever you believe in. Along the line, I started writing articles in the newspapers, which were also published in the local newspapers in Nigeria. But what blew my mind was when I wrote an article on violence in soccer, which was published from one of the national sports newspapers. But the radio station that broadcast all over the country found it very, very appealing and broadcast it all over the nation on commentary after the news. It was very exciting, very humbling, hearing my name all over the country, you know, as um, someone who wrote an article to the newspapers. That feeling will always live in me for a long, long, long time to come. Then graduated university, but I was always believing in the possibility of being in America, being in America. 
living in America, living the American dream with nobody to fight for me. One thing I understand these days, I began to understand that when you make something your goal, the subconscious mind will start working to opportunities to draw to make that goal realizable. I started memorizing all the states of the U.S., from Iowa to Nevada, from Indiana to Nebraska, from California to New Jersey. I had it in my mind. I sang it like a poem because I wanted to be in the United States of America. And like I said, the subconscious mind went to work and started working to draw the opportunity. And I heard about what is called diversity visa lottery, started by the former Bill Clinton, to give people who ordinarily wouldn't have the opportunity to live in the United States to come and live here. I applied. I don't know if I'll call it coincidence or by way of the universal forces working in my direction. I won the diversity visa lottery to come to America. Cutting the long story short, processed my visas, came to America. First job was Wendy's. Moved on to work at the library. But at some point, I realized I have to identify what my calling is. I never knew what it was until I got that reawakening after a couple of years in America, that this is what you should be doing. That's your calling. You were writing articles in newspapers in Nigeria. They were publishing it. Now you are in America where you have every opportunity, every facility you need to write. This is what you should be doing. I could hear this voice as I was sleeping. I jumped on it, started writing. Today I have five books on Amazon.com, The Power to Excel, The Positive Change, The Nine Power Principles for Change, The Eight Success Secrets for Teens and Young Adults, and the winner's mindset. Currently, I'm working on my sixth motivational and self-development book for teens and young adults. I call it, I Can Do It, A Teenager's Power for Possibilities. This book is publishing in the fall of 2016. And I also took my brand of being a motivational speaker to a new level, and that's what I'm doing now. Writing books, changing lives in America, speaking, traveling extensively, reminding people that they have the capacity to change their lives in the positive direction. In a nutshell, this is my background. Wow! Oh, that that is uh, <laughs> that is fascinating, Azuka. Um, I Thank so you. that's awesome that you. Uh, so you've been in America for what, like twenty five years? No, this is my fifteenth year in America. Fifteenth year. Oh, okay, yeah, 15th, okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. That well, that's still that's still amazing. Um, Thank you. And do you get to go back to Nigeria at all? Yes, I try to fly back often, you know, to see my family. And um, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to touching base again before the year runs out to see my family in Africa. In oh, Nigeria. that's awesome. Yes. I, I, I don't blame you. If you, you know, if you make it here and, and you're able to afford it, you can, you know, you can travel anywhere. So yes. uh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, so what would, what were some of the first steps you took once you started to write your first, like your first book? One of the first steps I took was to do a research on how to write, how to market, who will be my audience, how do I promote my book when this book is out and published, what are the options to explore, where will I market this book, who are the target audience. These are the research I did before I started writing. And it really, really helped me. And also the connections. Who are the people that have done it before that you connect with to help me make this work? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's a that's a great way because when you um, 
when you start to write a book, you, that's one of the first things you're supposed to think of is how am I going to market this? Yeah. Who, who is this book for and how am I going to get it in front of them? Yeah. So it, it makes a lot of sense that you, you took that time to do the research um, yeah. to, to figure that out. Now, how long ago did you write your first book? My first book was published in 2012. So I've been writing practically for three years now. Wow. And that was the Power to Excel. Yes, that was my very first book. The Power to Excel, Reaching for Your Best. Oh, I love that. So you you pretty much been writing nonstop since then. I've been nonstop. It's like a roller coaster. It keeps going. <laughs> it keeps going. It's like the seller train. It doesn't stop. If it stops in New York, it continues. If it stops in Maryland, it continues. That's what I'm doing. So how, how did your family take this uh, change into, I'm going to start writing and speaking and, and helping others change their lives? They are excited because they understood this was this is my calling. This is what I'm called to do. I travel extensively, I speak, I remind people on the importance of finding their calling. So my family realized he found his calling, he took it and ran, hey, we got to support him, that's all. They're excited, just like me. Oh, that's wonderful. It's always, it always helps when families on board uh, and can see the vision that you have and, and uh, support it in every yeah. way that they possibly can. Yes. So Azuka, what's been the biggest roadblock for you? I'm going to say the biggest roadblock is, um, hmm, that's a tough one, Joe. <laughs> Personally, as a positive thinker, I don't see things as roadblocks. I see things as challenges which must be removed, you know, to get to your destination. I have trained my mind in such a way that it's tough, it's powerful. It's energetic, and um, I believe every roadblock or challenge is surmountable. In my opinion, as a person, as Azuka, uh, the author of The Power to Excel on Amazon, I haven't really seen any roadblock. I'm just going uh, with the wind, you know, going where the wind, where the flow takes me with a view to reaching the goals I've set for myself, and that's to change people, change lives worldwide. And I'm making it happen. No, I, I would agree. I mean, it, uh, if you're if you're willing to put that time and effort in to do the research to make the steps to move forward with what yeah. you want to do, then you don't you you end up because usually the biggest roadblock is yourself, right? Yes, yes, yes. So you remove that roadblock by yeah. re, by doing the research and putting the time and effort in to yeah. uh, to make it happen. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I think uh, I think that's awesome that you. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of barreled through the biggest possible roadblock you could have. Yeah, it's you. The biggest roadblock is you, is your mind. Once you tune your mind to be in that frequency of positive operations, to me, I don't think there's any roadblock. Unless you stop, you stop. That's you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you will stop yourself if you, if you, you stop do yourself. stop. If you yeah. want to stop. If you uh, enable yourself and give yourself permission to stop, yes. you will. Yes. Um, so what, growing up though, what was your, your childhood dream? My childhood dream was to be, to be honest with you, growing up, I, you know, as a child in Africa, we didn't have so much, you know, education is totally different. Unlike in the Western world, in U.S. now where you have guidance and counselors, you know, teachers who direct you on where your path is. But I have always, it's so funny and dramatic. I have always been this kind of child who is always in front of people, you know, in school, they need somebody to make a speech. I'm always there. 
somebody to volunteer to wipe the board, I'm always there. Somebody to uh, run an errand, I'm always in front of people. You know, very active, energetic. That at some point, my mother will always tell me, you know, you can, you can be on TV, you can be... You, 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 can, you, you have this tendency to be known worldwide, to be popular, to be in front of people, sharing ideas. But it didn't connect to me what mom was saying at the time. You know? And you know, in Africa, we have this tendency of, I want to be a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer, a professor. You know, we didn't have these things breaking down for us that in life, you have to go towards your calling. You know? So my dream growing up has always been in line with what we are taught. Okay, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer, that kind of profession. But deep inside me, I could feel something raging, like you got to be in front of people. You got to be in command. You got to be the leader. You have to be teaching people how to change one or two things in their lives. I've always had that dream, but I don't know where it was taking me to. Is it like a pastor? Pastor is always in front of people. Is he like a principal? A principal is always talking to students, or is he a motivational speaker who is always inspiring and motivating people? You know, that's that's the dream I had, but I didn't really narrow it down into what it was to be until I realized it years later when I was already in US that I was meant to be a motivational speaker and an author. <laughs> yeah, I love how it always ends up being something that, you know, it always goes back to something, well, almost always goes back to something that you uh, wanted to be or the reason that you wanted to be something as yes. a child. And, and clearly you're, you're getting to do that now. Yes. So uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why you're on the Dreamers podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do your dreams for the future look like, Azuka? I have big dreams for the future, Joe. Azuka is a big dreamer. My dreams for the future is to be able to travel worldwide to speak to different categories of people. I do a lot of research in my life. I'm beginning to see that a lot of people worldwide have no bearing of where their life is going. There's over 7 billion people in this world. A lot of, most people are depressed. Most people don't have a direction of where their life is going. A lot of people are still beating about the bush, how to make money, how to make their life better, without knowing that the way and the only way to change their lives is to change their mindset. The gold mine they are looking for out there is deep inside themselves, in their mind. El Nightingale, I was listening to one of his audiobooks earlier yesterday, earlier today. I listened to it yesterday and then today. He said, the mind is a gold mine. You have to tap into that mind to discover your gold. Don't look elsewhere, look in your mind. So my biggest goal is to travel to Japan, to Canada, to India, to Australia, to South Africa, to O2 Arena in London, even to the tiniest island of Sakaris in Africa to speak to people, to remind them or to reignite internal batteries inside them, to be able to see that the gold mine they are looking for in Congo, in India, in Nigeria, in Sekels, in America, in India, in Japan, even in Denmark, is in their mind. That's my biggest goal. I started Periscope, and I'm seeing that goal come to reality little by little. I have fans tuning in from India, Canada, Japan, Oman, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, Ghana, all over the world. Like I said, it's a baby step, but we get there. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that that being able to reach an, a global audience yeah. um, and, and not just because like we can say lots of things, right? As, as speakers, as authors, yeah. but it's not about what we say. It's about yes. how we make other people feel and the yes. seeds that we plant inside yes. of those people to go and take action once we're gone. You know, yes. once we're once we've moved on to the next thing or, or yes. the next book or the next talk, yes. leaving that person with an impression that for them to actually go and take change because of the way that you made them feel. Yes. And and that is to me super rewarding because I love helping people. And yes. that's, you know, the core of why I, I do and have gotten into what I've, I'm doing. So yes. uh, I can really appreciate what your what your goal is for the future, Azuka. Thank you. Thank you. So before we get to how people can connect with you online, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? My last thought is to charge everyone listening to me worldwide from any part of the world. Life is simply a beautiful gift. And we have so much to accomplish here. I charge everyone listening to go out there, discover your passion, discover your calling, Leave it to the fullest capacity and fullest expressions ever, ever possible. That way, you'll be excited every day. You'll be happy. It will no longer be like you are doing a job. It will be like a lifestyle. Yeah. And you are definitely living an amazing lifestyle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You too, Joe. You did this. Um... Thank you. Thank you. Um, so how, can you please let people know how they can connect with you online? Yes, Azuka is on Facebook at author Azuka Zuk, A-Z-U-K-A-Z-U-K-E. I'm on Instagram as author Azuka, author A-Z-U-K-A. On Twitter, I'm on at Zubi34, at Z-U-B-B-Y-3-4. I'm also on LinkedIn as author Azuka. A-U-T-H-O-R, author, Azuka, A-Z-U-K-A. And I have my website also. You can visit my website at www.azukazuk.com. www.azukazuke.com. And also have my Periscope profile where I do daily broadcasts to reach people all over the world at author azuka you can reach me on periscope or join my periscope live broadcast at author azuka author a-z-u-k-a yeah thank you awesome 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 so i I will get all those links in the show notes so people can go out and uh, connect with you and that's all at superjoepardo.com so azuka i really appreciate you coming on the show i'm I'm happy to share your story and uh look forward to having you on again in the future to to hear about you know and catch up about what you've been going what's been going on with you thank you so much thank you so much i deeply appreciate this opportunity i i met you at the kitty pruner event just a weekend ago and you are such a phenomenal person so i'm not surprised that you are doing phenomenal things thank you so much and thank you with all my heart i'm deeply grateful thank you Oh, well, you're very welcome. And thank you for the kind words. And I'm happy to connect with with like minded people. Um, It's it's always a pleasure. And it's, it's 
a good chunk of why I do what I do is, is to be able to connect with people. Cause to me, people, um, is more important to me than going, even going places and seeing things or owning things or anything like that. It's like, to me, it's about the connections. And that's why I love the fact that I, I got to connect with you and yeah. so many other people at Kitty Panor. Chrissy does, Chrissy Steed does an amazing job. And I can't wait to get her on the show later on, uh, this year. Thank you. So thank you again, Azuka. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.